0: Sports teams, almost everything is a deductible expense, even their yeah. employee salaries. He made almost seven hundred million dollars. The tax percentage that he paid, twelve percent, actually lower than you. I guess he had some connections with the IRS or something, like yeah. most billionaires
1: might do. Every single one of these billionaires are doing this.
0: You're not understanding the, the percentage. Like that's the most. Yeah, important yeah. yeah. Part.
1: Guys making fifteen thousand times more than the average person. You pay yeah. a bit more in taxes. They're gonna hurt your ass. At the end of the day, they don't give a shit about you. They just care about
0: their wealth is you're fostering greed welcome back to another episode of the generation hustle podcast a show that explores the world of business entrepreneurship and culture all centered around the millennial i'm rico sherison alongside my good friend amin and this week we're exploring the business of sports episode 53 is about money in sports more specifically everyone's favorite word taxes When we look at money in sports, it's easy to get fixated on the glamorous life of athletes, player contracts, sponsorship deals, and overall the lifestyles of these individuals. However, when we take a step back, the owners behind many of these teams and franchises tend to be the big fish that remain hidden. So this episode will uncover some of the secrets employed by these owners, and we'll use details from the analysis performed by a ProPublica article titled, The Billionaire Playbook, How Sports Owners Use Their Teams to Avoid Millions in Taxes. So let's get right into it.
1: Another little fun, little shocking truth episode here. Uh, Just
0: just, to depress us even more, right? Or just educate us even more, however you want to see it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, man, it's an interesting topic today. I wanted to ask you uh, a sports analogy or a sports example, right? Obviously, we love our sports teams and we love our owners who are always on the sidelines and cheering along. But here is the situation, man. You're at a basketball game, right? Yeah. Let's say you're at a Lakers Clippers game and obviously Mm. that's the stars are out for that game let's say you work as like the popcorn stand person I don't know making $40,000 right yeah and so we have LeBron James in the building from the Lakers we have Steve Ballmer in the building from the Clippers owner Uh, you know we have all the celebrities in the building who do you think out of that list is paying the highest tax rate
1: well I know the answer now but I, I think the normal average person would say the highest player on the court, a paid player on the court, which is likely right. LeBron, right? Right. So right. people probably think he pays like fifty percent of his uh, salary in taxes.
0: Right. Right. Like a crazy number like that, right? And yeah. when you actually break it down, just as an example, in twenty eighteen, LeBron James reported an income tax rate of thirty five point nine percent. It's pretty pretty damn yeah. high. So you, let's say you were working that night as a, as a concession stand person making forty thousand dollars. The, you're paying about a percentage rate of 14.1%. That's your tax rate when you yeah. break it down. Now, like you said, Steve Ballmer, dude, this is actually an actual figure. I, I, I don't know the year that this was for. I believe this was for 2018, but he made almost $700 million. That was his yeah. income. The tax percentage that he paid was 12%. Actually lower than you, or like yeah. actually lower than the concession yeah, yeah. stand. Yeah, the average person pays about what, 20 to 30% uh,
1: taxes of, on their income and stuff like that. So like... You know, it just like begins to show you like yeah how little the elite actually pay in taxes based off of the income streams that they have and the types of income streams that they have, right? And you just mentioned like LeBron made 124 million dollars uh, in 2018, got taxed 35.9 um, percent. The Ballmer made 656 million, and he got taxed 78 million, which obviously is a large amount, but. Fortunately, it's only 12%. And it's yeah. just like, dude, like okay, like what are we doing here like employees and stuff paying 30 40% tax, well, doesn't America, but like in Canada 30 to 40% of our income in taxes like struggling and these that's like a huge elites, Yeah, yeah, these elites are just like jamming, you know. It's just like 10% taxes, 12% taxes, whatever it is. Such a low amount compared to you know, the guy's making fifteen thousand times more than the average person. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly, and that's the issue, right? And like, obviously, I want to get into the specifics of how he pulled this off, but like, just on a side note, how do you feel about people who don't mind this issue? They'll look at that seventy-eight million that he paid and be like, "Oh, look at that! He paid like almost a hundred million in taxes. Why are you complaining?" It's like,
1: yeah,
0: you're not understanding the, like the percentage. Like that's the most. Yeah, important yeah. yeah.
1: Proportion. Yeah, exactly. Proportionally, he's not paying his fair due. Um, exactly. I would say, right? So. Uh, Whenever we get into this whole topic of like elites paying taxes, uh, then the other side says, oh, they create jobs, they do this, they do that. Uh, At the end of the day, they don't give a shit about you. They just care about what their wealth is and how much money they're making and how they can save money. Like same thing with the corporations as large corporations. They don't give a fuck about paying taxes and helping out the U.S. economy or whatever. They only give a shit about their uh, shareholders. Right. So that's why they have all these little tax loopholes in like the Caribbean countries and Ireland and stuff like that. They exist for a reason. They don't give a crap about what they're doing for the U.S. economy. Like Amazon pays zero dollars in tax, essentially. And they're what I, I think they're nearly almost a trillion dollar company. I Um, think they
0: pass and then they just keep going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like
1: near that point and it's just like, what the fuck, dude? And they basically just use all their losses and other structures and ways to uh, thing and then coincidingly, all these
0: elites do the same thing. The Caymans or something like that. Like you can understand it's a tax sheltered situation that they're doing. uh, But I feel like now that people are kind of catching on to these things and it's becoming more mainstream news or like we need to figure out a more complex way of doing this, And so this is kind of brings us to the sports teams, right? So Steve Bomber is, is probably the best example here because he was the most recent. Um, and right now, the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves are going to be sold too, I believe. I think it's, it's being oh, okay. uh, finalized. But this is the most recent one. I want to say the Los Angeles Clippers, I believe he purchased for $2 billion. Yeah two billion and yeah. you're the tax expert here and um I- i'll let you dive in and kind of like how you how you think about uh, some of those some of those numbers but essentially obviously the biggest thing that we look at when we purchase an asset um is the amortization or the depreciation and so to our listeners like that is the, the value of the asset that we expect to extract over its useful life and so yeah. if you spend a hundred million dollars and this thing's going to Uh, work for you for 10 years divided over 10 years and it's you're expected to make money on this asset and so you're you're given this kind of write-off to kind of help offset that yeah but there are rules that go into that like you can't write off everything you can't depreciate everything yeah um like your your employees salaries and things like that those are expenses right like you can't write off if you own a grocery store your clerk's salary like it's just an expense that you have to incur every year sports teams make it so that literally almost everything Is a deductible expense even their employee salaries yeah and in this case that would be the athlete how do you feel about being able to write off all these player athlete salaries which is their employees Yeah, yeah
1: so essentially how it works is the owner who's going to be purchasing the asset which is a team there's multiple assets within the team right so how it's structured is like they're purchasing the business in the business gets to deduct like the salaries and all that stuff. So it's not saying the uh, individual billionaire is deducting the salaries off of his own tax return. It's like business income as a which gets added onto his income and they purchase it at the sale price, which is typically higher. And what uh, the U.S. tax system is set up to do is it allows them to amortize those specific assets over a specific useful life. Um, And in this case, a lot of them, you know, just amortize a lot of their stuff within the first few years Uh, like Steve Ballmer, for example, nearly like majority of his income got like eliminated. I think it was one hundred and forty million dollars of what he's used uh, over like the last four or five years in terms of using those assets and amortizing them and reducing his income. So like the Clippers specifically, they had seven hundred million dollars in losses from 2014 to 2018 from that vantage point. Obviously, Ballmer is going to use that at, to his advantage just because they're losing money. But on top of that, he gets to amortize even more, right? That's an additional thing that he gets to, you know, kind of uh, reduce his taxes by. So a lot of individuals like such as ourselves, we, we can't really do that because uh, we don't really have those type of assets. Yeah. Uh, but when you say, for example, purchase like a property and or other like tangible asset, we we, we do have those kind of specific uh, vehicles available to us um, right. like you can you can take the depreciation on your car you can take the depreciation on your house in certain areas and certain things but i guess the u.s tax system said it in a way where obviously ultimately favors the elites and so basically the whole crux of this thing came back like in the 1940s is when they structured these first this whole low design of adding depreciation to this whole sports buying thing, so the guy's name was Bill Veek, and I guess he had some connections with the IRS or something, like yeah. most billionaires might do. And basically, he lobbied them in a way where, you know, originally it was, you know, your traditional business—it's like revenue minus expenses—that's your profit or loss, and you can kind of carry that over. But right. he convinced them to add this whole depreciation side of things into this whole purchase play of these sports teams and allowing them to buy each asset separately. Um, and then consolidating it at the, at the end. So it, it was essentially structuring deals, transferring assets. Um, and each of these new assets now can be depreciated over time. And these are the things that, you know, these large, uh, these billionaires are taking advantage of And uh, Steve Ballmer is not the only one who's doing this. Like every single one of these billionaires are doing this. You know, it's funny, like when they see like this whole tax advantage thing go away, they usually sell the team. Right. And, and so a new billionaire just kind of comes in and, buys it at an extremely high price as well and we've noticed
0: that within the last 10 years like basketball teams especially have been crossing that billion dollar threshold or two now two billion dollars yeah. threshold of things like that and yeah obviously like see bomber is the most e- easy easiest one to use as an example so like just to put that into perspective he bought the team for two billion dollars and he was essentially able to amortize up to 1.8 billion yeah. over the next like that's your everything that you spent right like and you're able to utilize that and yeah To his point, he's not doing anything legal. uh, Illegal, sorry. Uh, The tax system is is set up that way. It it was really interesting in this article we were looking up. They mentioned uh, Paul Beeston, who was the president of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's actually president of the Major League Baseball team or or league at various times. But once the IRS allowed this, his quote was, under GAP principles, I can turn a $4 million profit into a $2 million loss and I can get every national accounting firm to agree with me. And I think that's like, that's such a damning statement. Like, that's like a slap in the face to be like, I can do this and it's legal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's that's why when when we talk about, um, you know, making money, um, that's why a lot of individuals, smart individuals get into business um, and or consulting, per se, right? Because you're your own owner, but there's so many tax advantages. Um, right. So the classic example I can give you is like, there's a lot of um, you know consultants do will make a lot of money. Um, but they'll use like every way and form to deduct things. So what they actually report is not that high. Um, and you basically do not pay much in taxes. You basically carry like, say, let's say the guy made a hundred K somehow, some way he has $70,000 in expenses or whatever he's paying, he's paying taxes on 30 K. Right. Right. Which is like next year, nothing. Um, like maybe he'll pay like 10 K taxes or whatever, but he keeps right. 90k. Um, so that's a significant amount. Whereas an employee, the average employee is making 100k in Canada, per se, you're going to probably be taxed at like 30%, like around right. there, 30 to 35%, I would say. And so like, now you're looking at maybe what you're netting 70k, right? Yeah, 70 to 65k is what you're netting.
0: Right. Like right. it's a
1: huge huge difference in terms of tax when we think about like the future and stuff like that. I think uh you know more people are trying to be more inclined towards the business for self kind of thing. Uh um, right. just cuz like people are starting to become aware like Employment is just slavery. That's what I think it is, like, to be honest. Yeah, there's
0: that famous quote, right? Where the salary is the bribe that you get to like give up. Your oh, family. that's uh,
1: Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. And yeah, I
0: thought about it. I was like, it's also, it's a way to condition you too, right? Like every two weeks, it's like, boom, here's some money. Now shut up. Yeah, boom, it's, 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 it's basically
1: establishing that comfort level where, you know, right. you know I can pay my, for my shit. I know I can do this. I know I can do that. Whereas like a business person has to continually sell, do all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's no predictability uh, in terms of your your future and stuff like that. But uh, I guess when you build a solid business model, like majority of your customers are likely to come and come and come. And so like eventually it it takes time to build out a business, but Mm -hmm. in the long run, it's like way better. It's like not even better.
0: Yeah. And to the point of like how, you know, obviously we we approach this like uh, the elites are awful. People are saving so much yeah. taxes, but it's like the system. Yes, we don't have the capital per se at our level, mm-hmm. but the system is set up for everyone this way. So we can theoretically get there or yeah. utilize these things to our advantage. Right. Um, and so to that point, one of the biggest pe- like the people who kind of support these billionaires who have these um, perks to them one of the points that they mentioned is obviously, like you said, when you run a business, you kind of take on the risks, right? So you as a business owner are taking on all the risks involved. And so obviously employees get mm-hmm. that, that comfort of consistency and and whatever. Um, but the business owner has to take every heavy risk at every step. And so yeah. people will say, hey, well, he deserves or like a business owner deserves these perks to kind of help them move their business along and kind of navigate whatever comes about. But we also see instances where it kind of gets it's skewed to how much help they actually get. So let's use the pandemic as an example where um, a lot of uh, businesses were given um, wage support from the government. We saw uh, the case where the Los Angeles Lakers actually qualified for a small business loan of two million dollars.
1: And I think it was because they're generating losses.
0: So and we can kind of see, right, like this scheme actually helped them utilize that. So when we look at the the Los Angeles Lakers, it's like you're worth what, over two billion dollars, you're not a small business. But they also qualify for these things through these mechanisms um, that are just, you know, math on paper. Yeah, That's all they're yeah, doing yeah. to navigate the system. Exactly.
1: And so, let me pose a question for you here. If you were in their position, yeah, what, what, what would you kind of do? Like, say you're Steve Ballmer, and now you have a choice of being uh, charged twelve percent tax or say thirty percent tax.
0: We're gonna take the twelve, right? Yeah, and it's legal. So that's what I'm
1: saying. Like, but like, at some point you might say like, well, let's just say like, uh, if I were in the same position, I would think like, Hey, whatever, I don't need much more money. Who gives a shit at that level. I think they're just going it going towards like, I need to be the next, like level up kind of billionaire. Right. I'm number 10. I need to be (laughs) number five kind of shit. So it becomes a competition for those guys. But I guess like when we're talking about like, say, you know, regular individuals, I think uh, saving as much tax and avoiding much tax as you can, is smart. It's, it's the way to go. Uh, and maybe at those elite levels, it's not really as important because goddamn, like, what are you going to do with like $400 million anyways? Bro.
0: Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Chill. You can, you yeah. pay a bit
1: more in taxes, they're going to hurt your ass. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. to your point, man, you're fostering greed, right? At that point. Cause it's like, you can af- clearly afford to pay. 10 million more in taxes yeah and exactly. that would make such a huge difference for the municipality that you're yeah, in right yeah. like or, even just a yeah, city, yeah. dude i hate to keep ragging on steve bomber here but obviously uh they're the clippers got a new arena recently or 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 sorry am i mixing training this up? Facility? it might be but yeah the trading facility yeah. it was the warriors uh the golden state warriors got the new arena the chase bank arena uh yeah. or the chase center now when you look at the situations of that it's the now the city itself is also gives subsidies to these companies who are building the arena yeah. out because it's like they want you to, to build it there and you're going to bring future business um, through tourism and travel and things like that. So it's like you have all these perks outside of the tax perks that you're already able to capitalize on. So what is another $10 million in taxes that would help the common man, right? The yeah. common person on the street. But the system is uh, is set up that way for uh, for these people to kind of to game it. Yeah, that's capitalism, so, man. Yeah, man. So ethically, you're saying we should pay more, but realistically, when you get to that level, I think people just kind of lose sight of that and they're just like, uh, I wanna kiss the next guy on that list. Yeah, exactly. So if it's I can save this that, money,
1: fuck it. Yeah, it's a human ego thing. Exactly. Politicians are bought by elites. They make all the policies and they all favor them. It's never gonna end. It's just, you, you gotta get yourself out of that cycle. Right. And that's when you'll start seeing the advantages yourself. Like, oh shit. Yeah, I don't want to pay fucking taxes. Yeah.
0: But... <laughs> when we see the next team sale or next ownership change, pay attention to those financials is what we're saying. There's going to be a lot of details in there that is more revealing than than we think.